This is Danger Close USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio. And your host, the angry one, your voice of reason, during times of treason, the voice of angry angels, yeah, yeah, the true great one, the unknown, Jeff Kaufman, yeah, Happy fucking Saturday. Ah! God, this was a kick-ass concert right here, baby. As if you can't tell, if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm a huge Metallica fan. I, don't, I, don't, I think I was 13 when I first heard Metallica. Maybe 14. I'm not, I'm not even sure. I was young. I was a little kid and didn't, didn't know nothing. And uh, the first time I heard Metallica, it literally scared the shit out of me. I'm not even kidding. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't even remember. I think it was um, this album right here. And I was listening to it, and there was a beautiful guitar song in it, uh, acoustic. And all of a sudden, it was just like, wow, what is this? And I remember I was in my parents' living room. They weren't home. And they, they had an awesome stereo system that they only played uh, vinyl records on. But there was a jack for, uh, it was an analog jack for microphone in. And I had one of these uh, Sony boom boxes that had a jack for speaker out. And I just finangled it and, uh, yeah, I used my parents' stereo system to play freaking Metallica on while they weren't home. And I had to have it off if they pulled in the driveway because they did not did not like Metallica. I thought it was freaking beautiful. I know a lot of people hear just this crunchy music when they listen to it, but I I, I don't know. I, I hear a lot of classical... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can understand what I'm trying to say. It's, uh, it's different... Yeah, it's loud. Yeah, it's it's gritty. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, Beethoven. But if you ever heard some of their songs set uh, to an orchestra, it's very beautiful. And uh, it's, I mean, that's just an icing on the cake. Um, I think Kirk Hammond is probably one of the most uh, incredible guitarists alive to this day. His music is uh, so original and. It's got such a classical edge to it. A lot of it's just extremely beautiful. 
Um, he's an incredible composer of music, and I've always been a Metallica fan. I never really dwelled too much into all the, the drama and, and uh, whatnot with uh, the bassists. You know, I, I know they lost one, and you know, I'm, I just, for me, Metallica has always been sort of a, um, I don't know, um, it's been a big, huge part of my life. And I've always um, enjoyed listening to her music. There's always a song there that seems to fit my day. And here's one right here. I swear there's always a Metallica song that fits my mood. And that's, that's why I play it all the time. Sometimes it's a selection, sometimes it's the last song I happen to listen to, and for me it's just, I don't know, it's such a part of my life, I can't uh, not listen to it. shitty I, I tried to write a nice article and uh kind of just it was overwhelming to really focus on everything going on in this country and trying to write the article it's on medium i hate that medium i hate the medium medium um and it's called donald trump and his pro the dangers of donald trump and his propagandist machine it's kind of a gay title. Um, but it's it's kind of the perspective that I have. It's not kind of. It's the perspective I have and a little bit of data and information in my own sort of prognosis. So, you know, what am I? I'm a, I'm a high school graduate. I don't have a degree in shite. But I do like to uh, do like to write, and I do like to be analytical. And so I wrote an analytical article about Donald Trump's uh, criminal behavior and how propagandists kind of keep him propped up, no matter what he does wrong. And it's surprising how media, medium, the app, medium, sort of filters out articles. I don't think it's a very poorly written article. Of course, it's it's an opt-ed. You know, it's an opinion. In itself, its own propaganda. But, um, it's my curious insight into how Hardy is using all these media outlets and talk show hosts to control the narrative of what's going on in this country and how it seems to work for Donald Trump in doing the same thing to keep his... Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, his, his attraction or whatever the MAGA crowd gets out of it. I don't even know why they, they even bother, but I mean, 
it's it's really the reason why that I mean where do, where do we really talk about propagandists and we talk about what the narrative is you know nobody really pays attention to it and I tell people that nobody really actually pays attention to any of this shit somebody really cares but it'd be really interesting if people would just take a few moments and start studying how these propagandists are working because no matter what Donald Trump does there's no failure even when he's recorded I mean it's amazing the effect that propaganda has it really is amazing and it's not like it's just lying it's not like it's just someone telling you things that aren't true what it is is it's an opinion and either you agree with it or you don't and if you agree with it then you might as well just agree with every opinion this person has because it's not your own opinion it gives it basically forms an opinion for you in, in pill form and you take it and it's not really a pill form it's more like an, an audio form but or whatever visual whatever you want to call it you know that I, I read a lot of these little tweets and whatnot from the MAGA crowd about taking the red pill or I'm taking the clear pill or whatever and I really have to say I, 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 like I wrote in my article that you can't really reach people by trying to convince them that the lies they believe are lies. You really can't convince them with truth. I really don't think that's how you can reach someone who's bought into propaganda and believes everything they see and hear. Um, and at the same time, demonizing any other source of news and only going to one because they think it's the most trustworthy. And that one that's the most trustworthy is actually the one that's doing the most damage. And I can't get people to actually see the truth for themselves. What really works, honestly, in which almost every occasion that I've, I've said it to someone who's been a staunch Trump supporter, which is a handful of times, is try having an intelligent conversation with one. Seriously, I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk. It, it's either mind-numbing or it's mind-opening. But I literally, I, I say, you know, when they, when they come out with something, it's usually a paraphrase. It's usually something they already heard in the propaganda, okay? From my standpoint, from my experience, usually what they say to you is something that's directly off the TV or directly off the radio, directly off print. It's a, it's a paraphrase. It's a, it, it, it's a sentence that it's easily digestible and easily regurgitated, Okay. It's always written around a 7th to 8th grade reading level. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I'm being honest. This is actual... I'm trying to share information with you here. <laughs> it's not like conspiracy theory. Um, but what we have, in all seriousness, is, you know, convincing someone that their opinion really isn't their own seems to be the only real approach that someone can take to get somebody to acknowledge and understand or at least question their own beliefs 
when you tell them something like that. Um, you know, I always say there's only one book you should ever believe, and it's the Bible. Or, you know, or if you're religious, if you're not, you know, whatever. Comic book. Um, no, but I mean, you don't always read everything you read and, and, and believe it. But for a lot of people, I, I compare it to like a soap opera, like a fucking miniseries. It never ends. People try, it, it's, I, mean, I swear to God, it's like a TV show. It's not talk shows, it's not just the propaganda, it's not the lies, it's not the, dis, the misinformation. It's really, it comes down to inserting an opinion, an idea, a suggestion, and then feeding it. Because once you have that opinion in your head, whether it's yours or not, anything that coincides with that opinion is part of that opinion. And it's part of your mindset. And I'm not, I'm not a psychologist. Like I said, I'm a high school graduate. Um, but it, it makes sense to me because if you pay attention to the propagandists, the really nasty ones, the really bad ones, like Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, there's some of them. And I'm just going to say, I'm just going to use Mark Levin because I've actually listened to him do this. He will scold their listeners. He actually scolds them. In a fashion, like you're not, you're not listening to me type of deal. You're not, you know, you're not listening to me. You're not, you're not doing what I'm telling you. And, it, and they actually, he said stuff like that. I don't think you actually hear me. Hold on, let me try another Mark Levin impression. I don't think you actually hear me. I, I think you listen to me, but I don't think you're actually hearing me. That kind of shit. Ugh. Great if I just didn't have to run any more of these Trump supporters everywhere I go. It's, uh, it's one of the most annoying aspects of living where I live. If I were to walk in there with a Joe Biden shirt, it, it would be really scary. Because nobody here, nobody in this area at all supports Trump open. Uh, Anybody else with Trump? I mean, it's just—it's like a—it's like a joke. And it, it, this is the worst education area. I, 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 this area has the worst education level of any place I've ever been in my entire life, and I mean that because some of the people that I know, a lot of the people I know, can't even spell simple, simple words. And I'm not saying that it's like an indication of intelligence, and I don't want anybody to take that the way the wrong way. I'm talking about education. And understanding how things work and understanding even the process of our government and things like that, the, the civics side of this area. And knowing that Donald Trump is overreaching right now from the executive branch into the judicial branch and actually having the Department of Justice um, represent him in a civil trial is just apprehensible. And it's it, anybody that can understands how our government's supposed to work. This is a fine example of treason. It's a fine example of, you know, what we were warned about by our forefathers. You know, they, they set these principles in place, these, uh, you know, these checks and balances for a reason, because it, they knew that eventually America would elect the wrong person. They knew that. They knew that. That eventually a rat was going to get into the fucking cheese. 
You know what I mean? And they did these things for pur- purpose. And it's just funny how Donald Trump seems to be attacking those very things that they tried to implement to keep someone just like him from doing damage to this country once he's in office. And it's awfully odd that every overreach, every overextension of his power, everything that he's done that's totally unpresidential, un-American, all the lying, everything else, all seems to fall in place of his powers, his increasing powers. And now you have the Department of Justice actually representing him in a civil trial. That's a very good example of what I'm talking about. It's it's the forefathers would not would be rolling. They're rolling over their graves anyways. I think they started rolling over in their graves back in 2016, but they they probably been rolling over their graves a lot longer than that because their institution is fucked. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, you don't go out and spend, you know, $250 million a year, uh, I mean, uh, for a campaign, like a lot of senators and congressmen, they'll go out and spend $250, $300, $400 million for a job that he doesn't pay one-tenth of that. And it's, you know, it's, it's it's not because you want to help the people. It's not because you want to serve the people. It's because... There's a lot of money to be made as a senator or a congressman or or representative. You know, local representatives not so much, but they're you know they dream of asp- they have aspirations. They they want to become a, a a bigger official than they already are. A lot of them do. You know, a lot of them don't. A lot of them are happy being little county officials. But I'm talking. You know, in in essence, you have these people that aspire to be higher, higher up the food chain because that's where the money is. And you know, it's vindictive of a broken institution. So when you see the Don, you see the Don, when you see Donald Trump, you know, overextending his executive reach into the, the, the Department of Justice. There's a lot more to it, like the CDC. We just found out about the CDC, the reporting from the. Where do you start, really? But if you see him extending his arm into the judicial branch, and now the Department of Justice is actually representing him in a, in a, in a civil criminal trial. Like, I don't even know what if it's what the actual definition of the trial is. The rape case, excuse me. Um, but, you know, if you go and you look into that that segment of his overreach, it's, it's definitely something that Americans who support Trump that say they support the Constitution and, you know, they, they want all those values that are in America and all these reasons, you know, all these great things about America, then that's what they support, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the American flag and all this stuff. But when Donald Trump does something that the forefathers warned them about, uh, they look the other way. And that's just so typical of people who are necessarily, I hate to say this, I hate to use this terminology, brainwashed, completely and utterly brainwashed. And the reason why I say they're brainwashed is because logical outcomes in the head, you know, your, your typical reasoning, your ability to reason and, and, and come up with a logical explanation for something or come to a logical conclusion, your, your ability to have the intelligence to decipher information and form your own opinion is missing seemingly from a lot of the people that are in the MAGA crowd. And I say that because it's how can you not notice it? How can you not notice it when it's something so blatantly obvious and put in front of you? With neon flashing lights with arrows pointing at it and saying, this is bad and you still say this is good. There's something fucking wrong with your thought process or you really need to step back and take a look at what you believe in and what you don't. But it's too late for a lot of Trump supporters. They are addicted to what Fox News pushes. They are addicted to what Sean Hannity pushes. They are addicted to these shows. They're addicted to these talk shows. They're addicted to the narrative. Like I said, it's a lot like a soap opera. 
you know, a lot of TV sitcoms become famous because people be, get addicted to it. Not like in a real addiction, but you need to tune in every night to see what's going on. You have to tune it in the pageantry and everything else. I mean, it's like Friends, the, the TV series Friends. So many people tuned in. Oh, man, did you watch Friends last night? It's almost the same thing, but they've, you know, it's disguised and, and, and veiled as news and talk shows. And but for the right, it's a lot more than that. It's it's the bloodline. It's it's being hooked up to the system and knowing what's going on and having your own, you know, being part of this social um, experiment, basically. And I write about it in my in my in my article on Medium. And I, it's basically it's an identity and people are addicted to feeding that identity, to being in the know um, and having the same like agreeance when it comes to certain politicians or certain people. They don't even know these people haven't done anything about it, haven't studied anything. They don't know anything. They haven't looked, looked at their voting record, haven't done anything whatsoever to understand this person. But yet because so-and-so and so-and-so says this <clears> – <throat> They're right on board with it because it's, it's part of social acceptance for a majority of them. It's really what it is. It's social acceptance. And it's being part of the, of the knowing population of people that keep track of everything that's going on. And these facilitators, these propagandists, the Mark Levin, Sean Hannity's and everything, they feed that. They're like their bloodline. It's like tuning into your favorite TV show. And a lot of people are really fucked up in the head right now because of what these propagandists are doing They're it's it's dangerous it's so utterly dangerous and then you have americans armed militias you know threatening to keep the president in power if he loses and, and crazy shit like that because it's what they're being fed they believe this is a coup they believe that donald trump's gonna be kicked out of the white house not because he lost the election but because of the deep state so they keep feeding that narrative and it's not always the same person that says it it's it's all so intricate and multifaceted because each talk show has their own sort of narrative that that still combines well and mixes well with all the other narratives so like when this information came out about Donald Trump and Bob Woodard's tape, there was an immediate, you know, response to that. And that immediate response was just all over. It was it wasn't like just one talk show host had it. Every single solitary one of them had it. And they had it well before the president did. They just didn't say it until after the president said it, because I honestly believe Donald Trump's not that stupid. He knows that when he said all these things to Bob Weir, that it was on record, that it was being recorded. He was well aware of that, and he knows it. He's well aware of it, and he knew it. And, you know, to come out and say that, you know, immediately, well, I led with, I, we already know the excuse, you know, I led, I led with calm and strength. I didn't want to portray, you know, I was scared or whatever and blah, fucking blah. You know, it, that's not even remotely true and it's so dangerous. But, you know, it's not what I was trying to talk about. What I'm talking about is these Trump supporters who are threatening violence against this very country, the very people they're supposed to love and cherish, fellow Americans. And they're threatening violence upon America if Donald Trump loses the election. But see, I see a lot of this as being vindictive and, and totally created by propaganda. And it's, it's, it, there's levels of it. There's it's, it's layers of propaganda. You're a lightweight or you're a heavyweight, one or the other, in whichever side of the, the coin that you're more 
applicable towards being a heavyweight as far as being, you know, an angry, you know, I've got guns and I'm ready to fucking kill people. And then you get the lightweights that are, you know, holding, uh, holding a job or whatever, maybe retired, sitting at home and saying, you know, well, you better not start any shit. Leave me alone. I still hate you. You know, go Donald Trump. But, you know, I'm, that's what I'm saying. There's lightweights and heavyweights. And the heavyweights are the ones that are the most dangerous because they're being fed a narrative that there's some sort of civil war coming. They're seeing uh, propaganda of mass groups of men in camouflage when it was actually uh, Mexican troops. It was a video footage of Mexican troops practicing, and it was put off as white supremacist you know, team uh, exercising. And it was actually a Mexican military footage, but they said that it was white supremacists and that, I mean, it's crazy. It, that's the shit, though. They're taking something like that. They're taking a, a troop of 200 people, you know, 200 actual Mexican uh, military members. You know, it was Mexican military on their own turf doing this. And you can't tell that by looking. There's no insignias, no nothing. And the narrative was that these are white supremacists uh, doing drills. And then you actually look at the actual and you find out it was you know, published a few years ago in Mexico and you're looking at it going, aha, huh, well, why would they say that? What was the purpose of putting that out there to inspire other one, to inspire more people to, to join? You know, it's like joining Braveheart. You know, I, I want to be with, you know, William Wallace, you know, I, I'm serious, you know, started out with 20 guys. Next thing you know, you got, you know, got 20,000. That's the shit that they're using to actually recruit and it's recruitment. You know, they're making people say, well, oh, I want to be part of that shit. And again, more psychology, more propaganda, and it's very effective. This is Danger Close USA, talking about propaganda, talking about all kinds of crazy shit. I'll be right back.
heading in here. Heading back to the old house. You know, I really appreciate people that tune into my show, and I'd really appreciate it even more if you could share me on your social media, unless you're embarrassed by it, which I totally understand. It's okay. I'm embarrassed by it, too. I actually, I actually kind of look the other way when I when I press send, you know, or tweet or whatever, and I'm, like, getting ready, and I'm like, uh, God, don't do it, don't do it, ah, fuck, why'd you do that, now, ah, yeah, I've actually done that. It's amazing. Really. It's utterly... Oh, sorry. I just got a text message from Erectile Dysfunctions Plus. I don't know if I want to read that. Very interesting. Thanks for the information, Erectile Dysfunction Plus. I didn't know that you knew. <laughs> Sucks getting old. You know what I do about erectile dysfunction? I just don't fucking bother having one anymore. I just say, fuck it. Hey, honey, you want to have sex? No, not really. That's a lot of fucking work. No, I like sex. I really do. I don't know why I'm telling you. Not that, you know, I love my wife. I'm happily married and my penis still works. Not that I really need to say that. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm falling into the classification of a regular Democrat. I said something about something being sexual. Yeah, yeah I heard that shit. Why is it all the time you guys always resort to some sort of sexual comment? Democrats are so fucked up. But I like it in the butt. What about you? I mean,. I'm serious. That's that's kind of how they are. They're so fucking hypocritical. It's, it's crazy. This guy's like, oh, you always talk about sex. And I go to his fucking timeline and he's got like porn on there. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to even, I'm not even, I'm not even. No. It's art. Look, it's just because she's doing that to his penis doesn't mean anything. It's art. But that's like what you guys call liberal art. No, that's porn. What? Uh, try to have an argument Don't even I mean try to have a conversation And it always turns into an argument When you're talking to Magas Hey man Are you part of the Magas Throw a T at the end of it and... No I just I don't get it I don't get it I don't get it I don't see how anybody can support Donald Trump He's from the outside He's an outsider He He He's not part of the institution. He's not part of the deep state. He's not part of the swamp. He's his own man, and he's rich and wealthy, and he'll handle America perfectly fine. You just sit back and just pay attention, just watch shit go down. You barrel, ding. That's kind of what it's like, man. I mean, that's really. I just don't. I don't fucking get it. I don't fucking get it. How they support him? I don't see it. You don't support them because you just don't love white people. You just, you all them, you just care about Black Lives Matter. And there's all you people fucking getting an Antifa and burn down cities and starting wars and killing people and torturing animals. And I'm like, no, not any more than fucking Republicans do. Oh, you don't, don't burn no buildings. Well, no, you just blow them up. I mean, you know, what are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. I won't, I won't mention names. I won't mention names. I mean, let's say a Republican Baptist 
blew up a fucking federal building. Yeah, but he did it in the name of abortion. It's okay. I mean, I actually had an argument with a guy that's Baptist, and he said, he was talking about Muslims, and he said, you know, they're you know, responsible for 9-11, and he was on this little conspiracy theory rant, a conspiracy theory rant that I had to listen to, and I'm just kind of like, oh, God, here we go, fucking Christ, okay, go ahead. And he says, name one time that, that a white American did something like that and committed a terrorist act. And I'm like, you just want one? I mean, dude, I can name several. Let's, let's go, let's talk about Las Vegas. That was a pretty much a terrorist act. Hello, let's have a concert. Uh, well, this guy's shooting us right at the moment. Sorry, Hibs. How many people died? 68 it's it's amazing and they'll be like well that doesn't count he was Italian okay uh, uh, Timothy McVeigh he was Irish <laughs> okay uh, I'm talking real Anglo-Saxon motherfucker you don't even know what Anglo-Saxon is you know what the fuck I'm Scandinavian Okay, so you might have been related to Vikings or a transplant from fucking uh, Southeast Asia. I mean, your bloodline means jack shit. Uh, you know, they want to save the white race, and I can understand wanting to uh, preserve a race if it was actually facing extinction. Um, I can understand that. If there was a human, uh, you know, species of the human race you know, a tribe or something, and you wanted to save this particular... I mean, we have it in the United States. We have problems with that right now with our Native American Indians and, you know, losing their bloodlines. And But the thing is, it's what most important to remember is we're all human beings. And I'm sorry, but, you know, if you believe in creation or if you believe in evolution, it's your prerogative. I just happen to believe in both. I really do. And I, when I think, you know, God said he created us in his image, I really don't think we've quite reached that. I don't think we've actually reached that image. And I think that's kind of where we're heading with all the mixing of the races. I think it's eventually, and I know people are like, oh my God, shut up. I know, I'm with you. But I think eventually in another thousand years, 2,000 years, 3,000 years, if human beings can survive each other long enough, I mean that. Um, I think in an extended period of time, eventually there won't be any white people. And eventually there might not even be any black people. They're all going to be because honestly, that's the direction we are heading in. Now, if you want to preserve a race, fine, have at it. But eventually, just like some endangered species, they eventually no longer exist. I'm not saying all white people, you know, I don't know, I'm talking on a scientific level. I'm not trying to like say that, you know, a good riddance to white people or black people or anything like that. I'm saying that genetically speaking, eventually, and it's going to take a while. I say a thousand, two thousand years. It might take longer than that. But eventually, the pure traits, I guess, being white or being black is going to be something of extinct uh, going to be extinct and not in a bad way because as I'm talking about human beings in general 
I think we have yet to reach our full capacity of intelligence. I think we have yet to reach our full capacity of athleticism. I don't think we have reached our full potential as human beings. And I think by the mixing of all these uh, different ethnicities of human beings and eventually having one ethnicity, which is genetically the outcome of what is happening in this in this world, that then we will reach our full capacity of being human beings. I know it sounds crazy to some people or whatnot, whatever, but I think it takes a long time for it to happen. I think it, it's an eventual outcome. Um, the darker genes always are not necessarily superior, but more powerful when we talk about genetics. The blacker, the darker the gene, the, the more genetic code is passed on. Um, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. I'm trying to remember, you know, high school dropout here, or I did graduate with a GED. Shh. But, you know, a predominant gene, oh, like the dark gene, I'm not just talking about skin, I'm talking about all animals. I mean, it's not just in human beings that this happens. It's a genetic trait that's passed down and passed down. And when there's intermixing of races or species of different animals, the darker gene ends up coming out on top. And I mean, it's shown in black and white rats. Um, It's been shown in certain bird populations. It's been shown in even species of fish. Um, And I'm not talking out my ass. I'm saying, you know, uh, the dark gene genetics is more easily passed on. A lot more people... Um, we'll, we'll pass it on. I mean, that's why two white people can have a black child because somewhere in their gene pool, at some point or another, there was a black person in their gene pool. Now, whether or not anybody agrees to that or disagrees, I don't care. But I mean, there are stories of that happening and it is a genetic possibility of an outcome because if you have that gene, it, it is the, the dominant gene. And I think for a lot of people, they don't understand that when I say this stuff, but I'm saying eventually... You know, if you believe in God, which I do, and if you believe in evolution, which I do, and I, I, I know this probably goes against them, you know, 99.999% of all Christian teachings, but I believe, yeah, that God created us in his own image, but we have yet to reach it. Just something to chew on, on your Saturday evening. But as far as being racist, I never really understood why anybody had to be racist. Um, racism doesn't seem to equate to being a good human being. Um, and I've always thought, you know, there are bad apples in every bunch. And there's also good apples in every bunch. But just because you meet a few bad apples uh, in your lifetime doesn't mean they're all the same way. Or vice versa, or however you want to equate that out. Um but the terminology used to to uh, distinguish yourself from being one or the other or whatever i mean it's just it's it's insane because at the end of the day we're all human beings and 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 if you believe in christ which a lot of these white supremacists do they believe in god they believe they're even doing things for god right now but they're not they're doing things for trump and they're doing things for propagandists but what i'm trying to say is you know eventually you come to terms with the fact and you know it happens a lot more with people in the military you know, they, when your back's put up against the wall or you're in a foxhole or whatever, and you have someone standing next to you, it doesn't matter what the skin color is. You don't care. And a lot of people in the military know that, especially a lot that's seen action protecting them. It doesn't bother them because at that point in time, it's life or death. You're putting your hands in someone else's life. Um, so, you know, if you can do that during war, why can't you do that during peace?
Anyways, something to think about. Have a great day. This is Danger Close USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio. Not always angry. I'm not always pissed off. I just, I come across that way. I'm very unapproachable. And it's no fault of my own. It's all genetics. Have a great night, America. Hoo-ah.